Welcome to Wellness and Wisdom. This is the place where we all discover how to gather, apply, and embody the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial intelligence so we can live life well. My name is Josh Trent. Over the past eight plus years, I've been asking a profound yet simple question. How do I, how do we, how do I live my life well? Well, for all the parents out there or for the person with me right now for this special rebroadcast, every Friday on Wellness and Wisdom, we curate something very special where a host had a phenomenal skill set to parse out the wellness and the wisdom from myself as a featured guest. So if you're the kind of person who is into the subjects that I've mentioned earlier, I call that the wellness Pentagon. This is going to be an exceptional episode for you, whether you're a parent or not. If you're a person with me right now that knows one day you'll be a parent, this is going to hit for you. It's a very, very, very special live broadcast that was recorded here in Austin, Texas in December 2022, where I was up on stage with John Vroman, who's been a guest on the show. He's also the founder of Front Row Dads. And in this episode, we explore a wide range of topics live and in person, including fatherhood, emotional inventory, emotional intelligence, conscious relating, and many more tools that are super practical for any man listening or for any woman listening that could send these nuggets of wisdom over to your man. It's also just a great podcast for you to understand the inner workings of how to close the gap between the head and the ego and the heart and the soul. Why the future of humanity depends on men showing up for their families is clear and present right now. Look, as leaders in our world, in our spaces, we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our families and community to live in the world with an open heart and take radical responsibility for our lives. So if you're a father yourself, I implore you, if you get stoked by this podcast, head over to frontrowdads.com forward slash live and secure your spot for the next live in-person summit. You can save 10% off your registration. That's 10% off your registration by using the code Josh, J-O-S-H at frontrowdads.com forward slash live. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Valley, the creators of the most tasty and the most nourishing fermented beef and turkey sticks on planet earth. Now, you might be thinking, that's a big claim, man. <laughs> and I agree, it is. But look, I've been taste testing and quality testing the entire landscape of healthy snacks for as long as I can remember that are paleo and keto friendly. And the Paleo Valley beef and turkey sticks are by far light years beyond anything else. Here's why. When you eat fermented beef and turkey, not only is it more bioavailable, but it also has been shown to improve communication between the gut-brain axis, which is how your gut communicates to your brain which is pretty important. Not only is this my go-to snack, but Paleo Valley has offered you a mega discount of 15% off your order. All you have to do is head over to joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Use the code Josh, J-O-S-H, to get 15% off your entire cart. That's joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Get these mouth-watering turkey and beef sticks and multiple flavors that are gut-friendly and actually make you well from the inside out. joshtrent.com forward slash Paleo Valley. Use the code Josh to save 15% off. Now let's tune in on the stage with John Vroman and myself in Austin, Texas. What is wellness in your mind after all these years of thinking and talking about it? Yeah, uh, this stems, I was actually a personal trainer, so I don't know if there's any fitness pros in the house, but uh, 2005 was my first year of personal training. And I used to think that wellness was like diet and exercise. You know, I would just shine. Somebody had a comment earlier that was amazing. And, and what I've described as when I first started to understand what wellness was, I was like, fitness is the gateway. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to look shredded with a six pack. Little did I know that was like 
the wounded boy in me that just wanted to have sex with girls that were pretty. And so I, I really found wellness through multiple heroes' journeys. And today at 42, with like second baby on the way next year, and just learning what it is to be a father, learning what it is to be a true friend to people, I can honestly say that, that wellness for me used to be a quadrant. Um, when I really found Paul Check's work, he was my initial mentor in the space. I don't know if anybody knows who Paul Check is, heard of him before, a couple. Um, he's kind of like the Jack Lane of wellness. He's like the holistic OG. And so he described this physical, mental, emotional, spiritual model. And the more that I understood what it was to really be a dad, to really be a responsible man, I was like, oh, well, what's missing is the top of the roof. What's missing is financial, financial intelligence, financial wellness. And so wellness for me is the integration of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, nourishing ways that I fill myself up, that we all fill each other up with. And, and I think it's easy to conceptualize that and intellectualize like, oh yeah, I just focus on these five areas, but that's a life's journey. So I think that's truly what wellness is, is the integration of those things. You know, like Preston was talking about when you meet someone and they're like a little bit off and you can feel it from them and you don't exactly know why, it's probably because one of those areas is stealing their chi, it's stealing their energy. So um, wellness is an unfolding thing for me, but it starts at the house. You know, it starts the house that we, that we live in that I, I like to call the wellness Pentagon. Say, say the five again. So it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial. So think of a house, right? There's the roof, there's two walls, and there's a floor. And that's, that's the house. So just think about this for a second. So if you had to pick one of those five that you were most focused on, you know, in front row dad language, that lead domino, right? If you do that one, so much else works. If you had to pick one that right now for, let's say, the next 90 days you wanted to focus on of the five that he just mentioned, which one would you pick? So I'm going to give you a chance to vote. Ready? So uh, pick one of the um, physical, physical, mental, mental emotional, emotional, spiritual, or financial. Okay. So run through those one at a time. Raise of hands. So physical. So physical. Okay. Emotional. Ah. You're in the right place. <laughs> uh, spiritual, okay. Mental, the health of your mind, your psyche. Financial. Cool. Great. Great. This is perfect. A big emphasis on emotion, yes. which I love. I, and I feel that's it's so good. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, mm. by the way, if that would have been the answer three days ago, or if that feels more like the answer now. You know. Well, emotional is kind of like a. It's like an onion. You know, when you peel your emotional health, you're going to cry. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, that was one part when I'm going back to the trainer days, I used to have this understanding of wellness that was like, if you look well, then you're well. But it's actually a paradox. A lot of the people in the fitness space, they're not well at all. <clears throat> they actually, they look great on the outside, but on the inside, like their biochemical individuality, their relationship with their spouse, their addictions and all these things. Um, wellness is not always what you see. Wellness is something very, very deep. And you actually have to hang out with somebody for a while to know if they're truly well or not. And you know, when you think about emotional health, <clears throat> I wanted to find a segue into this topic and I think this will be great. Um, because uh, I have been impressed by a lot of things you've done, but the vision quest thing that I heard that you did was crazy. And I imagine, and I think I remember hearing you talk about that. I mean, 
that was an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So I want you to tell the guys what you did. Um, and the reason I'm asking this question, man, is because I'm interested in this for our group of what type of challenges have you been through that have brought about more wellness in your life and what type of challenges might you want to do? And how many of you have heard of a vision quest, by the way, before? Okay, cool. Um, so the majority of you haven't. Tell us how, about How this. many people are interested in doing four days fasted in nature with only water? <laughs> How many are interested in hearing about it for a minute first? <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> That's a good starting place. So uh, for those of you who don't know, a, a traditional Native American vision quest is everything I'm going to tell you, except for all you have is a blanket. You have nothing else. Um, so I met a guy named Tim Corcoran from an influencer here named Aubrey Marcus. And Aubrey texted me and he's like, you have to meet Tim. You just have to meet him. I don't know if he had some sixth sense. You know when like somebody just comes into your life and they kind of know what you need without you knowing? It was one of those introductions. And I looked into it. I met Tim. And, and his vision quest is you do three days of ego stripping in the middle of nature. Then you have four days of you, warm clothes, a sleeping bag, a pad, and a tarp, and four gallons of water. And that's it. And then after you come back, you sit in a circle, very similar actually to the catharsis that we did here today, and you share with other men. And we actually had a woman on our quest. Um, and when you share, there's a very deep cleansing of whatever you're carrying because you were able to access it in nature with no food, no distractions, because those are the things that pull us away from the stuff that you guys have been experiencing this weekend. And so for me, it was like, I went out there, it was actually a place called uh, Kuyama Valley in the East Mountains next to Santa Barbara. And wouldn't you know it, like <laughs> right before I go out there, I got a fucking huge sinus infection and I'm supposed to go in nature and I'm just like, God damn it, what the fuck? And then I realized just like any psychedelic ceremony or just any ceremony in general, the ceremony starts when you say yes. Like when you guys bought FRD and you came here, it already started. Maybe you had fights with your wife or you, know, you had stuff that was trying to make you not come to the trip. And so I got out there and um, I actually, this is my second year. And the first year I went and my son Nova was not born yet. He's 17 months. And I had the intention, my, my intention was, I have the deep knowing that there is a ton of resentment, of pain, of anger towards my father, Dan. And I had done, I mean, look at what I do for a living, like millions of downloads on the podcast, like beautiful business, great wife, great son. Like I really wanted to, I really wanted to get to the bottom of why on the outside do people think that I'm healed? But on the inside, I know that there's still a ton of, a ton of compression around the subject of my father. So when I got out there and I had that sinus infection, it was like, it was like, the cataclysmic, holy shit moment of, am I gonna be able to do this? And I, I'll never forget, we were sitting in a circle and there was this breeze blowing by and the, one of the guides, the co-guides, Mark, looked at me and he was like, well, what are you most angry about? And I stood up and I was like, my fucking dad never wanted me, like as loud as I could. And it was, it was the first time I had ever gotten in touch with that amount of anger and resentment towards him. My dad left home when I was like two months old, never really was a part of my life, still actually hasn't, um, and I say this with compassion, like 
still hasn't made any effort to see Nova. It's been two years now. And so I just prayed to God. I went through this huge ego stripping process. And, and part of the quest is they infuse Native American wisdom into you being removed from everyday society so you're not distracted and so you can really tune in to whatever is eating you alive. And we'll do an exercise here, like an emotional inventory exercise that'll really give you guys clarity on some of the stuff that Preston brought out and some of the things that, that came up here this weekend. But yeah, I climbed up to a mountaintop and I, um, I just made a decision like, you know, I love you. I love you, dad. I really do. And there's a boundary of kindness. And if you're not willing to treat myself and my family with kindness, well, then I have to let you go. And so I, I found this deer bone. And this is me like two days of fasted. So I'm in a fucking psychedelic state, okay? <laughs> when you don't have any food and you just drank water and you're in nature and you haven't been checking your phone or emails, shit gets real, real fast. And, and I was sitting on this cliff and I was looking down at my site and I, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bury my dad right there. And my dad's still alive. But I walked down from the mountain. And I sat, I was scared to do it because you know, there, there was this young child in me that, that wanted to have my dad be something that he's not. Something that his, my grandfather never showed him how to do. And so this, this generational pain is really what I was feeling. And so when I climbed down the mountain and I got to the site, I found the deer bone, I, I buried my dad and I just said, hey, I, I'm here if you want to be kind. I'm here if you want to be kind. And it was a very emotional ceremony where it's one thing to you know, go to any conference or Tony Robbins and like get excited about, okay, I'm healed. But to really go out in nature and like meet myself and be honest about what is eating me, um, it was an incredibly transformational experience that actually my words don't do justice for. Because the somatic experience of me crying, fasted in nature, burying my father, telling him I loved him. So if you guys could imagine, like, what if you buried your dad right now? because of the mistreatment, because of you loving yourself enough and your family to protect them and have a bright line boundary to say, you can come in, but this is my space. This is my family. This is my sovereignty. And being able to, to let him go was, was profound. And when I got back to the group, um, this is after four days, you cross this, it's wild, you guys. You cross this line and they smother you with sage and they cleanse you and they bless you. And there's Native American songs and it's like, I don't know if anyone here has done psychedelics. I know you had Tucker where you guys talked about it. There is something so psychedelic and so profound about being in nature for four days that honestly for me was just as powerful as a psychedelic ceremony, if not more powerful. So for those of you that you know, don't have the desire to explore psychedelics, this is an incredible way for you to get very deep and very clear on what is eating you. Um, and that's actually where I developed out there on the quest, drawing in the sand with a stick, of course, because you're not allowed to bring recorders or journals or anything. Um, and what I got clarity on is I get to do an emotional inventory every single month till I die. What is that? Well, okay, actually in your book, there's a find an open slot on your book. John had, uh, he told me that there was one that takes energy and gives energy. Maybe you could just use that page. We're actually gonna do it right now. So we'll just do like, a five-minute journal, and here's the prompt. So uh, everybody take a, 
kind a of big, towards deep the breath. front. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Just a piece of paper that has Page a one. line down the middle. Page one. Great. And it can even just be a scratch piece of paper with a line down the middle. And this is, this is going to seem to your psyche like, oh my God, this is, this is it, Josh. <laughs> this is all you're giving me. But I promise you, this is the clarity that's really simple. And you guys know just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. So on the left side, we'll just take five minutes to do this. On the left side, write 10 things that when you search yourself, it's whatever is causing you the most stress, the most pain, the most compression, the most unrest. So what are 10 things on that uh, right side of the paper that are causing you the most pain? And then on the right side of the paper, what are things that you're truly grateful for? You know, not just like, I'm grateful for my truck. I mean, unless you are. I just bought a new trail boss, it's amazing. So, so, and then 10 things like, I'm grateful for my wife, my son, my daughter, my job, my purpose, for John, for this event. Um, and then once you've done that, I want you to just take a big deep breath like we did this morning, like where you inhale through your nose, belly rises, exhale, belly falls, and circle the one on the left that causes you the most pain, and then circle the one on the right that you are the most grateful for. And that'll just be our short exercise. And notice while you do this, if you get in your head, the best way to get out of your head is to put your hands on your stomach and just do a huge circular breath. It'll get you out of your head immediately. feel this from your stomach, from your throat, from your heart, from your cock, from your balls, like your perineum. Like feel it in those areas. You already know what it is. And you guys are really open from all the incredible work you've done this weekend. So just trust your subconscious mind. Trust your subconscious mind to just go right from your body, right to the paper. And if you find yourself in your head, just
find that for some of us, the ones that are causing us stress are easier than the ones we're grateful for. So just notice that. Okay, good. Good. Well, that's, I'll have what you're having. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. is that you think of this like remember when you were like a little boy and you were playing in the sandbox you you knew intuitively what was fun and you knew the people that weren't so think of it like that what in my life as a father connect with the younger part of yourself and just be like okay my younger self knows my subconscious mind knows exactly what is causing me constriction or what is causing me expansion and just go to that without thinking about it if you get stuck, just do a, a huge, deep, circular belly breath. So just wrap up your final thoughts. It also, one quick reminder, it doesn't have to be super heavy. Like you can allow yourself to just put down the things that are causing you stress without like going super deep into them. Just practice somewhat of like a healthy detachment right now once you've gotten it on paper. So what, what questions does anyone have? Was that super hard for anyone? Nice. That was easy for all of you. Great. Yes, question. Was it hard to be honest with yourself because it was from your subconscious, it was quick? And it wasn't some long exercise, or why was it? Why was it the most challenging? Um, actually, I thought it was easier doing this than historically when I've done this because <clears throat> I, I just let my I let I let the answers come to me as opposed to me trying to formulate them. Okay. Yep, it makes perfect sense. Anyone else? Yes.
so surface level, like, yeah. like clean the house, clean the toilet, wipe baseboards. Like all my kids' issues, my wife issues, my issues now, and they're like waiting for my pain points right now. Yeah. Were you able, is everybody already feeling which one of the 10 that they know is one that they were maybe even afraid to circle or, or did you circle it quick? Who circled the, the 10 and the 10? Did you guys pick two? Just raise your hand if you, if you pick the one that's causing you stress and you pick the one that's causing you pain. So some of you need more time, yeah? And that's okay, you can do it when you go home. This, this practice, um, it is so potent and so powerful, but at first audible, at first visual, your conscious mind, which is, by the way, 10% of everything we do, the unconscious, the one that you trusted from your body, that was the one that actually wrote it on your paper. The, the barrier between the conscious and unconscious is really the amount of trauma we've experienced. Capital T, lowercase t, it's the stories that mom and dad and grandpa told you that you believed. The, the thickness of your barrier is determinant upon how in touch you are with your body or your unconscious mind. So if it was challenging for you to do the 10 and 10 bullets and you maybe felt a little disconnect from your body, like, fuck, that's all right. It's okay. It just means that that's the training for you is actually to go into the barrier and to figure out, all right, from this weekend, from my brothers that I learned from, what is the stories that I believe that don't make any sense that block me from expressing myself? So if someone is feeling brave, share the one that you circle that you're the most grateful for and share the one that is causing you the most pain. And then if you're willing, we can actually work with it and I can show you the path that is very simple that'll allow you to get the next step of support that, that you really deserve. Yes? Um, All right, let's do it. What's your name? Oliver. What was it? Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. All right, thanks, Oliver. Real quick, can you guys hear? Sort of. Cool. Okay. Are you yep. going to keep chatting? Yeah, just a couple more. So that was an awesome. That was an awesome one. Yes. Oh. Sorry. I thought you meant. Oh. These are quick. This is this exercise, by the way. People think that healing has to be this long, drawn-out thing all the time. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the difference in your week and your life can be just taking five minutes to just put your thoughts on paper so that they don't own you. So you can just put them down. So let's, let's explore. My brain actually distilled things more as I went down the list. And so my last two were the two. Um, the thing that's really weighing me down is that uh, I realized that my gifts as a human and the things that I love are not at all what I spend the most time on. And the thing that I'm most grateful for is my oldest son, Brant, because okay. he's the reason I'm here. All right. Um, are you open real quick to just do one minute on that? Love that. Yeah. Okay. You guys feel this because his journey is our universal journey and Lord knows 
that as a father, everything intensify it has for me, like with sleep deprivation and whatnot. We got Siri talking again. <laughs> um, so say the first one again, the one that's causing you compression, not sharing your gifts. The, the things I believe are, are my gifts as a human and the things that I love are, are not what I'm spending the most time on. Right. And so without shame, without judgment, brother to brother, man to man, what is the price that your son pays when you don't express yourself in the most authentic way? I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am hosting it and sharing it with you and I have something else to share with you. Coffee. It can be our friend or foe. Some of us battle with coffee. I know I have especially with caffeine. Well, I have a caffeine-free energy boost provided by nature's best to share with you. Real berries, powerful adaptogens, and extremely low sugar. This is my all-time favorite. It's the Organifi Red Juice. If you've been searching for a low sugar berry blend that actually reminds you of being a kid and drinking fruit punch or Kool-Aid, <laughs> but it's actually good for you, this is going to be a huge bonus for your nutrition. Rhodiola, cordyceps, reishi mushroom, freeze-dried berries, Siberian ginseng, lemon, prebiotic powder, and red beet. It's in the Organifi Red Juice, and they're offering you 20% off, which you will not find anywhere else. Just head over to joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, joshtrent.com forward slash Organifi. You get 20% off your entire order. So you can take these energizing superfood adaptogens to your family, to yourself, and let them nourish your cells. Wow, you taste something delicious. Being healthy, being well does not have to be boring and does not, I repeat, does not have to taste bad. It can be tasty, it can be nourishing, and you can save a bunch of money. JoshTrent.com forward slash Organifi. Use the code wellnessforce, you get 20% off your order. My son sees a false model for how he should live his life in this world. And, and, what is the, and that's beautiful. What is the ultimate lesson that, again, doesn't have any shame attached to it? It actually is just loving because you took this emotional inventory of, hey, this is what's real for me. Um, I feel compression in this area. My son pays the price. So just take a deep breath. Actually, can we all just take a deep breath for him? <sighs> Who is one person in your life that you could take this quick, potent emotional inventory to and tell them exactly what you just told all of us. Or maybe it is just us. Is there one person in your life that you love and trust that could receive you in this way? I think it would be my wife. Yeah. And I think it's because I think I am choosing to spend time in ways that make the most money and provide and align with who I think I am supposed to be for my family. And I, I should take this to my wife and say, this is, this is what, I, what I believe I'm meant to do. And that is actually a completely different direction from, and that might mean that our life is kind of different for a yeah. little bit. And I, I really enjoyed how you share that. And there's an even more simple way. What's your wife's name? Cherie. Cherie, I went to this incredible weekend with John and these men, and I found something out. Can I share it with you? So you just always ask for permission first, because I think another gentleman said, like, I overshare to my wife sometimes. And so as we get clear on what's, what's actually the best way to verbalize that I want to share something with my wife, it's always to ask for permission. 
every single day. It's, it's the best way to do it. So when you go to her and you say, Sheree, can I share this with you? Of course, it's going to melt her. She's going to be like, sure, baby, what do you want to share? And then and when you share it, you can say, well, I did this inventory and I realized that, and tell her the one you circled, and I realized that I'm doing it for our son. I want him to see the dad that I really am, the man that I really am, the husband that I really am, because he's worth it and our family is worth it and we're all worth it. But it's just that one permission that you get from her to share that actually allows her to hold you in the most perfect way because then she doesn't feel overwhelmed by you. And look how you're showing up. It's like the most honest, this, I feel like a theme for this weekend and I wasn't here yesterday, but it just seems like fucking waves of honesty is the, is the medicine. <laughs> One layer of honesty over and over and over again. So, so then once that happens, you, you put a finalized date on it and you say, all right, babe, Sheree, I'm committed to changing this. And then if she's real good, she'll say, by when? And then by when makes it real. And it doesn't mean that you have it all figured out. It just means that on a specific date, you guys talk again and you just do an honest check-in about where you are with the process. And you can apply that to anything. I do this in my business all the time. I actually do it with podcast guests too. I didn't do, we didn't do it like that, but, but it works in every, it's so simple and it truly was, I hate this phrase, you know, when like spiritual people say, it was a cosmic download. It actually was, it was an upload because it came from the earth. Like it came from me being away from all my shit so that I could feel my shit, so that I could understand what is the nature inside of me wanting to, to express, to feel. And so that could be something really potent. And it's, and it's a very stepped and stage process that's super simple. Um, do you think, knowing your wife, that that would be beneficial or that that would work? Yeah, I do. I, I believe she might need a moment to kind of figure out what that means for her. Not like, not in like a materialistic way, but you know, yeah. just more that that means that I'm, I think it's, it's like an ask of her. I, I need something from you mm. to sort of meet me here. And I think that's, she'd get on board, I believe, with a, a little bit of time. So. I can feel that for you. That feels really good. Thank you so much for, for sharing, man, with the room. That Thank was you. awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Anybody else? We could do one more. Yeah? Here, I'll take it. So you guys see how it's, it's, it's a very simple process, but it's very potent because there's nowhere to hide. Hey, I'm, I'm Nate, and I'm most grateful for my wife, Lindsay. And the thing that causes me the most stress that I kept coming back to, and I kept like a lot of little things on the list pointed back to was other people's expectations of me. It feels like I'm being pulled in a lot of different directions and I have a hard time being present because I feel all these threads pulling me. I feel like I have to support, like perform or show up in a specific way for people. And then what are you feeling the most grateful for that is the fuel when it gets hard for you to actually address that? In other words, what are you most grateful for that'll bring you through the challenge of changing the thing that's causing you stress? I think that my relationship with my wife, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for. She's an incredible person and I can go to her with like things like this and she just brings a lot of wisdom to the family. Yeah. Man, I got to share this. So John was saying that we changed the name of the podcast from Wellness Force to Wellness and Wisdom. And if you think of the etymology of the word force, like a Lippenzahner stallion, a tidal wave, there's force in nature, but, but power comes from peace. So to be really powerful as dads, as men, as businessmen, it has to be 
infused with feminine energy. And so I, I, I killed the podcast this year on 2-22-22. I went through a whole fucking identity shift of like, who am I? What am I doing in the world? I don't know if anybody's ever felt like that where you just like shook the whole tree down. And anyways, I, I was saying that because we put an upside down triangle in our logo. So the Pentagon, which is the five things, the circle, which is how we breathe today, which is wholeness and completeness, and then the triangle, which is water, which is feminine. And so in both of these gentlemen's quick inventories, isn't it funny that we were directed, they were both directed to go to their wives for wisdom. Like that's really powerful and beautiful because why else would you be with her if she wasn't a teacher to you in some way? So make it practical. What, how would you verbalize it? And, and be totally cool because we're all thinking about how we'd verbalize it to our wives or our partners too. How would you verbalize the thing that's causing you pain, the, what you're most grateful for, and then how would you ask her for support? So what, what would be the way that you'd ask her about the conversation? I would, I'd like to, you know, obviously want to share with her, like, hey, I, I appreciate your wisdom. I love what you bring. Like, you make good, great decisions. I was curious what you thought about this situation. Yeah. But I have a hard, I have a hard time verbalizing what it, like, because everyone has other people's expectations. There's just so, one missing piece. So you'd just be like, what's your wife's name? Lindsay. Lindsay, is it okay if I share? I swear to God, you guys, that has like transformed Carrie Michelle and I. Like when I just come to her and I don't ask her if I can share, she's already dealing with like nursing and being sleep deprived. And like, she doesn't want to fuck around with that. So, so the reason I say that is actually because that was my learning. That's our learning curve is to like ask our woman, like, is it okay to share right now? So that's, that's keep going, keep going. Yeah. So yeah. ask her, hey, can I, can I share this with you? She's going to say yes and I'll, or, or later. And then I'll, I would ask something to the effect of like, how can I avoid feeling negative pressure or stress based off other people's expectations that I may have brought on or asked for in my life? And that's amazing too, but you, you, you get to go one more deep and you could say, I did an emotional inventory process. Is it okay if I share with you? In my process, I found, boom, and then you'd tell her that, that thing. And you would say uh, that you're most grateful for actually her, which is really, that brings up emotion to me just hearing you say that. Like, I'm most grateful for you, babe. I want to change this part for you, for us. And she'll just be like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll love that. Okay, so then how would you wrap it up? And you guys think about this too with, with your own wives and your own partners. Like, how would you verbalize it in this really simple framework? What would, you, what would you do or say if you were in my position or situation? Awesome. And then she's going to share. You guys will go back and forth. And then you would say, I'm committed to changing this. And if she's awesome, and if she's just even more amazing, she'll say, cool, babe, by when? Or you might say, and I'm committed to changing this by when? So um, can everybody like feel the, the bite of how simple this is? Is anybody, and, and I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. Is anybody like, fuck this? <laughs> okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Why? Here. Okay. That's cool. I, John, that's so honest. This is actually, what, what was your name? Ted. Okay. Ted, tell us why you're exhausted. I'm exhausted because I came into this thinking that I was going to learn like tactics and strategy. <laughs> and I ended up realizing that like my, my why was completely different than what I came with. Yeah. 
And I'm just now learning great. about my own path. So I want to share something real quick that I shared with Kasim earlier. Okay. <clears throat> so yesterday during sweat, I took some time to myself instead of sweating. And I went to, I went down to the river and I ran like barely. I jogged, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I jogged down to the river and I found a spot. I was by myself. And I, I played my ukulele. And for the first time, I sang how I wanted to sing. Are we supposed to, cl to clap with our fingers? <laughs> I needed to be here yesterday. Thank you, John, for providing this. Awesome. I love that he was honest. Was there someone else that raised their hand and said, fuck this? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I love, no, I love, I love his honesty because um, sometimes your wife is going to feel like that and you're going to feel like that. And that's the wrong time to share. So that's, that's why I'm saying that because um, going back to my death and rebirth, you don't want to force things as men, you know, masculine energy is about completion, close the deal, get shit done, fucking take care of it. And I, you know, that's a default for me. Hence why my greatest learning in life is the feminine energy. How do I, how do I respect it? How do I love it? How do I embrace it? How do I be intimate with it? How do I hold it? How do I do all these things? And so it's in this inquiry that we get clear on how to do that. Because my mind, and I'm sure you guys can relate, is about the how. How do I get it done? My lady's got a problem. How do I fix it for her? Babe, just listen to me. Like, you know, you do these three things and like your life will be perfect. No, she doesn't want to hear that. So as we get clear and we go to her more clearly, then she can be more clear with us. We can be really clear about, I did an inventory. It's actually really beautiful because it's vulnerable for her. You're asking her for permission. You're sharing with her that you're doing your inner work. I mean, what fucking woman would not love that? This is exactly what they want. So, and we're not doing it because they want it. We're doing it because we want it. And that's why they want it too. So that was what happened on the quest. I didn't actually know we were going to do that. It was totally unplanned. Perfect. Um, but the quest, Native Americans, last thing I'll say is in the, in the, in the tradition of, I believe it was the Navajo. And if somebody else knows, let me know the tribe. No, I'm sorry, it was the Lakota tribe. Lakotas, whenever a man would share in circle or a woman in circle, everybody would take a breath and they would say, aho. And when they say aho, that means I see you, I hear you. And it's a sign of respect. So that is something we can bring to ourselves and our women as well as like just that pause which is something that John and Preston, a lot of speakers are really good at. Like we can be that good with our women too, as long as we're breathing and we're being open and vulnerable. And vulnerable does not mean that you're like this spineless fucking jellyfish. We're like, babe, let me tell you everything. Cause then she's going to be like, Oh, that's repulsive. You know, she's, she's, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's requesting in a subconscious way. She's requesting you to be clear and certain even if it means you're clear and certain about what you don't know. That's all that she wants. And that's what nature gave me out there on the quest. You know, I, I think on this, this energy list, guys, it's easy to make it an exercise here where you're like going through logically what's bringing your energy down. The interesting thing that I have found recently is that um, 
I am good at lying to myself about energy play, things that affect my energy. I'll give you an example. So Tatiana and I were at this festival here in Austin and it's music and it's dancing and it's totally her vibe, more than mine, but I, she loves to dance and I love watching her dance. So I love to go to these things. Now I'm learning how to love to dance. You probably heard me talk about that a little bit on, from Burning Man and I danced for the first time and really enjoyed it. But this whole year for me has been about learning how to notice energy where it's coming from, how it's affecting me. And through that process of paying attention, I've learned that I have been not very attuned and been lying to myself in some way, shape, or form out of fear. And here's an example. We're at this festival and they set up these yurts where you can go and you can hang out. Remember me talking about the gong? Did I tell you or was I telling the VIPs? VIPs? Okay, so there was, there's these different yurts and they have these different themes to them. One is a musical one, so they have gongs and you can sit in there and listen to music. And we were in this um, one, this, this, um, this yurt, and I was with friends and we were just talking and this, it's really crowded in there. And it's myself and my wife and this other woman uh, that's a friend of ours. And this guy comes in and dude, he walks into the tent and in uh, this festival, there's like a lot of costumes. It's almost like Burning Man's, a lot of costumes. Um, you can basically wear anything you want or not wear anything. But this guy walks in and he looks like a Viking. His shirt is off. He's tattooed everywhere. He's got this long hair, not that I'm jealous. And he's got this beard. <laughs> and he walks in and he's super polite. Like he's just tiptoeing around people. And he comes over to where we are. And he walks over and he's just like, is it okay if I sit over here? And he like, literally like, he's super kind to me. He's like, is it okay if I just squeeze in right here? And I noticed there was a part of me, well, here's what I did. I went like this, absolutely, come on in. And I shrunk into the corner to let this guy come in, right? And I, I did it like in a way, I said to him, I'm being polite, right? I'm, but what I did was I dismissed myself, which the actual voice was, there's not enough fucking room here. But I dismissed that to be nice. And I was like, sure, I'll just cower into the corner and make myself small so that you can come in and just be big in the space. And then what's interesting is I noticed Tatiana, right when I cowered into the corner, Tatiana was like, who's this Viking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, you actually might... You actually might start to judge Tatiana. You're like, well, she shouldn't be looking at the Viking, and, right? Like, we can now point the finger at Tatiana, that, right? And by the way, that's what I did. I was like, oh, now she's like, no, oh, I wish my husband had long hair and giant muscles and tattoos. And like, I started telling myself the whole story. He's everything, I'm not. So now I see her get attracted to that. Her energy goes up. But really, all that was happening was that her energy was moving towards the most certain energy in the space, the most confident energy in the space, and that energy was his. Because I made myself small. And so I'm having this feeling of like, I'm not happy here anymore. Tatiana thinks it's about her, but really it's about me. And then because she wants to know what's wrong and I don't actually know what's wrong, now I'm angry at her because she's pushing me to tell her what the fuck is wrong. And now I'm getting angry at her because I actually don't know. But the real fucking problem is I'm not attuned to my own energy to know what was really dropping me down, what was really affecting me, what was really putting a drain or a strain on me. Does that make sense? 
So sometimes we have to look way deeper into what's really actually happening. And then the most beautiful message happened. The next night we're in a different tent and it gets fucking crowded and there's about to be a workshop going on and all this stuff. And I'm sitting there and this woman comes over and she sits down and my leg is out and I pull my leg back to give her more space. And she turns around. This is such a beautiful message, right? When you're paying attention, you get the message. My leg's here. She sits down. She sees it's like a little crowded or whatever. I pull my leg back and she turns around. She looks at me and she says, you take up as much space as you want. And that was the message of that whole event for me was stand in my space, not to dominate you, right? Or, or not to, this isn't, about, this isn't about even defending my space. This was just about owning my space and knowing how that felt and then being honest about it, right? Like this guy came in and it could have been like, yeah, let's find a space for you. But without having to like, cower and make myself small. And that is just something that at 47 years old, I'm just now learning and just now paying attention to. Mm. That's my energy inventory. That's my yeah. emotional inventory. That's where, yeah. you know, where you've heard, like, if it's not a, if it's not a hell yes, it's no. Burning man's more like, if it's not a hell no, it's yes, but that's a different story. <laughs> Man, that's so good. So, I, I love that. And how many, like that, you had ultimate clarity from the learning experience. It was a learning experience. It gave you clarity. But then how about all the times where we've been like on the computer, working, managing staff, doing all of our stuff. And we're so in the head because Burning Man's a pretty spiritual place, man. Lots of partying going on, you know, nakedness, like you're, you're kind of in the feminine energy there. But in our completion mindset as men, I think it's really huge to just have like something simple, something short that we can get that kind of clarity you had in our working environment at a standing desk. Like how fucking powerful would that be? And it's just doing the practice. And so if your mind is telling you, oh, this wouldn't work, this wouldn't work, I am fucking living proof. In 2015, I was $75,000 in debt. When I interviewed you, I was so in debt in 2015. I could sense it. I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Just joking. Then I, I, I was addicted to porn. I wasn't in a relationship. I had no, no grounds to have a child, to be a shepherd of a life. And looking back, my soul was having me do kind of emotional inventories without actually knowing I was doing them. But it came to full circle on the quest because I was like, okay, well, what have our ancestors done forever before technology and cell phones and fucking personal development existed? They would just listen to each other. And so when we just listen to ourselves, man, it's so, so potent. And that's why people go to Burning Man to dance. Um, one thing actually on the quest that I'll share is um, uh, Mark was saying when people would go to, they would get sick in the old days and they would go to a shaman and the shaman would ask them, when did you stop dancing? When did you stop telling stories? When did you stop marveling at the mystery of life? And when did you stop spending time with yourself? Really simple things. Dancing, meditation, being with yourself. And they're so potent. And in our society, it is constructed to remove those things so that you can be an unhealthy consumer dad. Like we talked about on the podcast, Homer Simpson, family guy. Like, fuck that. We're way better than that. We do not have to fall into that narrative, but in order for us to 
remove ourselves from the narrative, we have to have some kind of check-in practice. It's got to be something. So, yeah. Uh, when did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop spending time with yourself or meditating? And when did you stop marveling at the mystery of life? So those are really, really powerful. And that's from a very ancient text, by the way. Very ancient text. All right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Um, I want hours and hours with all of our guests, but uh, okay. you all have flights. Uh, we have yeah. other things to discuss today. And again, I want to remind you that none, none of this is meant to be complete and in total, right? Like you learned everything there is to know from Josh, <laughs> right? We're scratching the surface, but what I yeah. want you to have access to is the introduction that allows you to then connect further. Josh's podcast. Um, you have a breathwork yes. app website. Um, it is, to- it's, it's hosted on Kajabi, so it is an app, but you guys can just go to breathwork.io and I am stoked to give you guys half off the program. It's very similar to what we did today, but it's the foundations of how you actually get in your body. So if you've ever been curious, like, I wonder what it would be like to learn breathwork from like the ground up, breathwork.io, and then we'll create a discount code and you could You can post it in the yeah. group. Yeah. Um, I would love to get two people in the room just to honor Josh and share some reflections about Josh's presence, his energy, his his message, his stories, whatever it might be, just to give him some love as he showed up today to give you some love. So who would like to reflect to Josh, share some some love with him? Dan. Hi, Dan from California. OG FRD. Just two, two things I wrote down that I want to share. That's all, Josh. One was power comes from peace. Yeah. And I think that we've, um, we've learned a lot this weekend about how to find peace and what's important to find peace. What are the places in our life where we have to dig to overcome something to develop that peace? Um, that, was, that was powerful. And then waves of honesty is medicine. Hmm. was something else that I think you said that. I don't know if you said that or not, but yeah. I wrote it down. No, I, we all um, said it. Yeah. yeah. Waves of honesty is medicine. Yes. And yeah. just the, the ways that we've been, what I love about this group is just how vulnerable and transparent we can all be, that it's a place that's safe for us just to say anything we want, anything that's on our mind, anything that's on our heart without judgment. And, um, and it's really hard to find that. It's really hard to find that. I don't, I don't know that, I would do that with my neighbors or my friends or my close colleagues, um, except that like 15 of my close colleagues are here. Um, but uh, um, that aspect of just being honest and transparent um, is very, very powerful and is necessary. And we need to be creating more spaces where we can do that. Thanks. So thank you. Thank you. For those two things. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. All right, Stephen Ryan, I want to go back here. I just appreciate your emphasis on a practical aspect of getting into this, uh, whether it be a spiritual or mental wellness. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time doing practical aspects in physical. We don't need to go to an event to do physical uh, to get to that place. So I just appreciate you talking about something simple uh, that can just do the whole inventory, do that weekly, do that daily. I like that. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're going to do one more back here, and then we're going to wrap up. Thanks. Uh, DJ from Atlanta. Um, 
I, I don't know if anybody else was feeling this, but I definitely found myself just getting more and more attracted to my wife while you were talking about some of this stuff. Um, and <laughs> That's how you know it's working. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I'm really, really excited to explore a little bit more, you said respecting the feminine energy. For so long, I, I don't think I was doing that with my wife. Anytime she would get agitated, I was mirroring her emotions. And um, in so many ways, yeah. I think that was creating a lot of friction between us. So um, I'm, I'm just really excited to, to take on that, that new practice as well. And I just appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you, man. Guys, um, please check out Josh's podcast, um, Wellness and Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, start with my episode and then go from there. <laughs> uh, and, and also, um, yeah, check out the breath work. We'll, we'll send you the discount code. Um, but right now, I'm going to ask you just to give him a round of applause to show him some love and say thank you. Thanks for being with us today on the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I so appreciate your time. Time is our most valuable resource. And I am truly honored with my hand on my heart that you would spend it here with us. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend. Share it with someone who you think would really benefit and their life would become richer and better and more vital from the intelligence that you received. Now that you've become more intelligent from this episode, take your journey to the next level. Head over to joshtrent.com forward slash M21. This is where you're going to get a free wellness guide that'll give you a starting place, a guide, a framework for you to actually move forward from where you are to where you want to be. Whether it's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, even financial, these are six science-backed practices that I've pulled from 500 plus episodes that I'm going to distill down into just the juice, just the nuggets. Do this, joshtrent.com forward slash M21. There's free breathwork practices inside of this wellness guide. It's 21 minutes every single morning to create a new path for you, which if you take different actions, you will get a different result. joshtrent.com forward slash M21 to get your your free wellness guide and kickstart, reset your path towards wellness and wholeness. Also in the guide, make sure that you check out our breathwork program, Breathe, Breath and Wellness. I created it from traveling the world over four years and interviewing and working with some of the biggest and most powerful names in the entire breathwork industry. It's breathwork.io and the code is podcast25. That's 25% off at breathwork.io. This is where I will personally guide you over three weeks to have all the fundamentals of you to know how to clear your stress with your breath in less than three weeks. We've had students from across the world. You can check out some of the testimonials at breathwork.io where people use their breath to change their life and to change the way that their mind thinks and what they believe about themselves and the world, what's possible what love is possible, and what new things are possible in their life for the road ahead. Breathwork.io, use the code podcast25, and I cannot wait to see you in the program.